Welcome to Bequeen Yourself, the podcast, conversations to grow, serve and inspire you on the journey to becoming the queen of your mind and your life. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyer, founder of The Breakthrough Nurse, registered nurse, master mindset coach and dog mom. I help my clients, nurses, healers and empaths just like you go from burnt out, feeling unworthy carrying and believing their limiting beliefs to feeling like the queen they are. I am so excited that you're here. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Bequeen Yourself. I'm so excited because today we have the privilege of having the beautiful Bianca Lorena Saldez on. She is honestly a wonder woman. She's an aesthetic injector, a trainer, clinic owner and director of BLC Aesthetics. She's a mum, and she's actually just won an award for being the most innovative aesthetic clinic of 2024. So she is an expert in this field and I'm so grateful to have her on. So thank you so much for joining us, lovely. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. You are most welcome. I'm super excited to chat. Yes. I'd love to know what your journey has been so far. Like how did you achieve all of these amazing things? Like where did it start? How did it unfold? Oh, gosh, I hope you've got enough time for this. <laughs> okay, so um, my background a little bit, um, and I actually didn't really ever study nursing to get into this, which is what I see a lot today. A lot of people are just kind of studying nursing to get into this, and I can chat to you a little bit more about that later. Mm. Um, but So I'm from the UK originally, but I've been here for nine years, almost 10 years now, um, and I had my first degree. I was an actress. I was an actress and a model for five years in London, and I lived kind of overseas, lived in China, lived in Nepal, lived in America. I did quite a bit of um, volunteering work and stuff in Nepal. So I did um, a lot of kind of cool little villagey stuff there, which was amazing. I Yeah, it was crazy, but amazing. Mm. And um, then I, was, I came to Australia and because I... Um, because I had already two degrees, I was able to fast track my nursing. And because I was also kind of classed as a mature student, I was... 26 27 or something like that so I was actually able to do my nursing in a year and a half because I already had two degrees Ooh. um so I did my nursing and I was always passionate about nursing and I still am really um I'm quite outspoken as well so um but I worked in uh clinical so I was at the Alfred for two and a half years before I branched into cosmetics which I also think is super important for anyone to get into cosmetics I think it's really important to have that clinical background. Um, I have taught a few people in the past that have just come up straight out of nursing school and I've been like, no, what are you doing? Do you know how to manage, you know, anaphylaxis? Do you know how to pick up this? You know, it's really important mm. for me because at the end of the day, yes, we're in cosmetics, but we also do have a duty of care as a nurse, you know? Um, yeah. And I tried to really implement that in my clinic as well, between me, between all my staff, for my patients, like some of my patients that do um like complicated procedures they'll get a call that day they'll get a call the next day they'll get a call the third day so I'm really about safety and I think that's really important um 
So I was at the Alfred. I worked in trauma and acquired brain injury uh, for about two and a half years. And then I just got into cosmetics. I just thought I saw a course one day. I did it. I really liked it. And then, I mean, we're talking now five, six years ago. So I've seen things change massively within that time. And I did a two-day course. I learned a good amount, I'd say, you know. Was it enough to go out and be an injector? I don't know. <laughs> but I was really lucky that I um, was approached by a Korean surgeon who asked me to come and inject for him. And he actually mentored me. So he mentored me for about a year. So I learned a lot under that. I also there met one of my best friends, Dr. Sham Shamid, who... Um, I owe a lot of my cosmetic career to because he was my first real mentor in the industry. He's one of my best friends. He's pretty big now. Um, he's a well-known cosmetic doctor in South Yara. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. And I met him. So from there, then I started kind of getting my confidence. I did about a year. I started branching on then to a little bit more kind of advanced stuff. I invested a lot of my time and money into more courses, more courses. But I still worked for someone else. And I was quite happy doing that as well. And then pandemic was just about to hit when I opened my own clinic. Obviously, I had to close it for about nine months mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. So that was fun. So I went yeah. back and worked in the hospital doing the vaccines because I had the postgrad in, um, you know, immunology and stuff. So I did that. Then I went back and then it was just kind of weird. I just I don't think I was even really expecting it. I just kind of grew and grew and then I did more things and then kind of gets to today where I own two clinics. I just got an award. I train, I have my own training academy. I train for a pharmaceutical company. So yeah, it was a journey that I never really wrote out and foresee or anything, but it kind of just happened. So yeah, mm. it's, it's crazy really when I think about it. Yeah, it's crazy. I love that. And that's actually something that I talk to like a lot of my nurse clients about is that like the universe kind of gives you these breadcrumbs along the way and you just yeah. follow like what your heart wants. And then totally. all of a sudden you're like, they're looking, you're like, oh shit, I own two clinics and I'm yeah. like, you know, yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. all this cool stuff. So yeah, that's incredible. Totally. Yeah. yeah it's so amazing. It just, yeah. It just really kind of, you know, came out and I was like, okay, cool. Here we are. You know, and I haven't, yeah. I probably haven't worked in the hospital now for about two and a half years. Cause I do this full time now. And now mm -hmm. I do a lot of mentoring for nurses and, um, I run my clinic just two days a week because I don't really have more time to do that. And I do a lot of training and stuff. I'm always kind of writing courses and doing these things. And I just brought out my own scrub line as well. And I have my oh own my skin God. line. Yeah. So I've got, I'll send you a pair when, um, oh, when I get I the, when it. I get the next order. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, so I've kind of, I, I guess that's just how I am. I'm a busy person and I, I like to have all these little projects and stuff. And yeah, yeah so. you're an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Really. Yeah. That's incredible. And I also love that you put the emphasis on having that clinical experience before you yeah. then venture into cosmetics, because it is like safety is paramount with this and having your patients trust as well. So that's Absolutely. really incredible. Yeah. Um, totally. Little side note, I worked in um, neurosurgeon trauma as well. Uh, um, so yeah. I know it's like a crazy place to work. Um, oh my God. It's experience. like, a, it's like a jungle in there some days, yeah. I tell you, yeah. but, but I always say as well, because I was out of nursing school. I think I left the nursing school on the Friday and by the Tuesday I got the job. So I was really happy. Um, and I, I always say now, if I hadn't had that experience, I'd never be the nurse that I am today. So mm. it was crazy. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. 
you know, like everyone's, you know, like three patient assists, they've got NGTs, you know, insulin, about 20 DDs, you know, it's crazy. But if I hadn't have done that, I don't think I'd be the nurse I am today. So I'm so grateful for that. And it, it, yeah. it was definitely a huge part of me becoming where I am today, you know? Yeah, 100%. It's like baptism by fire, but you either sink or yeah. swim in, like yeah, you just find totally. your feet. Yeah, and I, and I really believe in the public system as well. You know, I really mm. believe in the public system and the access to healthcare and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So what would be your advice for someone who is wanting to get into cosmetic nursing? Where should they start? So I think probably the most important thing is getting good training. So a lot of people that I speak with nowadays, they don't know where to train. You know, they kind of just look at these companies. I'm not saying, you know, hey, come and choose me. But I always say, you know, read up, do your research. Um, I actually do, do discovery calls with my students. It's not just a like, hey, yeah, cool. Do you want to do it? Pay the money. See you. I'll see you mm. in a month. It's like my assistants will deal with the inquiries. They will check um that, you know, you're an RN, you've got this experience, you do this, like my standards are pretty high. Um, I also, it's not just a like, okay, are you giving me money? No, bye. It's like, okay, well, look, you probably need to give yourself another year in the industry, then think about doing this. So I still like to also give that education and mentorship to people that are thinking about getting in it. So my assistants will put you in for discovery calls with me. And I actually personally call you and go, look, this is, this sounds like it's probably not the right thing for you. Or, you know, this sounds like this, if this is what you want to do, you probably need to look at doing this. So my my um, advice is to pick a really good course. Um, always read people up. My assistants always tell people, please have a look at our training reviews. Um, look at what we offer, you know, look at our pictures. What I do in a lot of my courses as well is I try and do a little bit what not a lot of other companies are doing. Like I give um, a little bit of business advice on how to set up your own company as well which I actually add oh. in for free um, and I also I also work with a great friend of mine who's one of my partners um, Katie Jean Aesthetics and she actually provides for all of my students a like it's an APRA um, cheat sheet not cheat sheet but it's you know for posting and social media so what you mm. should post because we've also got to be very careful with things like that like people don't know you know oh what can I post on social media you know because it's a $64,000 fine if you're caught you know saying the word Botox and I still see it you know mm-hmm. I guess that's something for another podcast but you know yeah. compliance and stuff in this industry and you know like how do you buy your stock how do you set up a clinic so I really try and spend time with my students like that to say you know this is what you do this is how you do it and Kelly Jean, who's great, who I work with, um, she provides an APRA cheat sheet and um, we do a little kind of dial in with her and she'll give a little bit of information. So I have a couple of little partner groups that I will work with. Like there's one scripting company that I work with. So it's not just, a, OK, here's your training. Bye. It's mm. like this is, what you need to do. this is what you need to do. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. I also work with one recruitment agency for people that are really trying to get their foot in the door. And obviously this is dependent because cosmetics now is a is a thing that you'd kind of you know you need to have experience so it's that pathway are you going to go out and open on your own or are you going to go and work for someone um so I try and partner with companies and people from the industry that I know that I can go hey 
can you look after this student for me? Or, you know, like I had a call from one of my friends who's an injector in Adelaide the other week and she's like, Bianca, I'm going on maternity leave. Do you have anyone? And I said, look, let me have a think, you know, so I've kind of always got that in my mind. Who can I help in this industry? And who mm. can I, you know, put in that way? But I really think back to the question that you're asking, the most important thing is to get good training because if you can't feel confident in doing what you do, then you shouldn't be doing it. Mm. you know so so getting good training is really important getting good mentorship getting good advice and also just understanding that this is a process it's not going to happen overnight you know I see so many people going oh my god Bianca I want to be loaded I want to go on holiday to Dubai I want to do this you know I want to work a half day a week but I do that now but it took me two and a half three years to get there so it's a process Mm. and like I tell all my students you know it's so many things and you really need to give yourself two years as a business plan to actually grow so don't be upset you know if you're only getting one or two clients a week you know it's a process so I tell most people look hey if you can stay in the hospital and do this one day every two weeks do that to start you know and then you know in six months do two days a week, you know, and then in a year you might have something, you know, full time. And this depends on many things, you know, it depends on location. Are you, you know, in Western Australia, are you in Melbourne, you know, are you in rural? If you're in rural, it's always a huge market, you know, so there's many, yeah. many things to consider, many, many things. Yeah. Amazing. What really shines through is like your integrity as well. And I love that. Oh, thank so you. Much. I try. <laughs> I love that <laughs> you know? so, so much. Yeah, I, I try. Think, I, yeah. yeah. I think there is, um, a lot of people out there and not just in this industry, but there's a lot of people out there who don't have integrity. And so when someone does have integrity, it really shines through in everything that they do um, as with you as well. And it's so cool that you add business advice in because yeah. like there's so many people who are wanting to kind of start their own thing now and cosmetics or not cosmetics, but it's like, it's a whole other world business. And so oh, yeah. you having that in there is already making your course so much more valuable than you know these stock standard courses out there that are just like a lot of theory so um what skills would you say an amazing cosmetic nurse needs so we're kind of talking about integrity here and we're talking about you know becoming the best you can be and doing what you do with you know, your whole energy and giving it your all, what would you say like the exceptional standard of cosmetic nurse, what would be her traits and her characteristics? So, well, I think the most important thing that that cosmetic nurse can have behind them is a good mentor, First, firstly. Um, secondly, what I've always taught to any nurses that have worked for me or anyone in this industry, I say, look, you need to have an aesthetic eye. If you don't have an aesthetic eye, you, is it going to work? Maybe, maybe not. You can learn that aesthetic eye. I learned the aesthetic eye. But I really think in this industry, you really need to have the personality, you know, mm. because you can train the skills, but you can't train the personality. Yes. Okay. So if you don't have that personality, then it's probably not going to work. And we are joined now by Dr. Lucas D. Sequeira. He is an RACGP fellow general practitioner specialized in skin cancer and cosmetic medicine. He's going to chat to us about the trends that he sees coming through in 2024. Not, um, you know, visual as well. Yeah. Thanks so much for jumping on. Um, So you're going to chat to us a little bit about the trends that you see coming through in 2024? Yeah, correct. So we've been uh, talking to Bianca, we've discussed a few uh, 
of the trends that we think are happening and what we're see we see happening in our practice. So uh, I've I've been seeing that there's quite a bit of a request for body treatments that have been uh, that have been increasing. And uh, what I've been telling patients, it's it's funny because like the butts are the new boobs, mm. and uh, everyone is uh, <laughs> everyone is after the butts now. Is that right, Bianca? <laughs> yes, yes, that's the new thing. It's kind of um, over the last twelve months, kind of like dipping into it. Is it going to work? Is it not? Do people like it? But yeah, me and Lucas are talking earlier. We really think at the moment that it's going to be the non-surgical butt enhancements which Lucas is actually very good at and I can talk to you about that a little bit later because he's actually patenting his own technique and um, working with a really great pharmaceutical company for that um so he actually is my mentor and has taught me that as well but I think definitely butts are going to be a big thing yeah I think 2024 yeah year of the butts yeah yeah and uh, and I think uh, with that, you know, like um, obviously uh, there's procedures for bots that are surgical, for example, like the BBLs and stuff. But um, what what I'm seeing is that, well, obviously the non-surgical treatments have been uh, in demand, you know, like uh, that demand a lot less downtime it's a lot less risky so when we talk about the non-surgical butt lifts we inject a biostimulant you know like a filler and it gradually enhances giving a very natural and healthy look instead of just giving a big volume so mm. uh the results are really amazing yeah that's and so good yeah amazing. I love it. Yeah. Also with the BBLs, they're really risky. And I think that's what a lot of people don't know. But there's a like if you actually look at some of of the statistics and stuff, there's a lot of a lot of uh, complications with the BBLs. Mm. There's a lot. Correct. So So this is a safer option. Mm. People. This is is as safe as it gets, really. You know, like uh, it's much safer than any normal uh, face fillers, for example. Mm. yeah you can actually like do a 45 minute lunch appointment and go in and kind of you know get it done on your lunch it's about an hour maximum right Lucas I think you know yeah Yeah, it's a pretty um pretty low-key kind of thing yeah Mm. yeah that's incredible and is there anything else that you see kind of coming through this year that maybe is different from last year I think with that yeah sorry no no, that's okay I was talking to Lucas earlier um, because Lucas actually taught me how to do noses. So I'm definitely doing a lot more noses. And I think also that noses is probably going to be a big thing. Um, Lucas taught me actually how to do the nose threads. So it's a lot safer than a filler in that area. So I think that's what for my patients is a really like a really big thing. They really like knowing that it's quite a lot risk free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you would agree with that, Lucas. Absolutely. I think one of the big problems that we always had with noses is when we do nose fillers, uh, it doesn't matter how experienced you are. And we, we teach noses all the time. And every time we do it, we know that there is a risk involved. Mm. Right. So um, with the nose threads, for example, the risks are minimal, you know, like so we can't cause an occlusion. There's no cases of blindness, necrosis or anything like that. And results are quite good. So yeah. it's, a, it's a very safe uh, procedure for people that want to have their noses done. Mm, that's amazing. And is the results of that kind of like smoothing out bumps in the nose or why would people kind of look to get their nose filled? 
Yeah, so normally it's uh, to lift the nose, so to lift the nose tip, to straighten the nose bridge, to thin the nose bridge, you know, like, so it just gives sort of like that nicer, thinner, uh, mm. upwards uh, turned nose. Yeah. yeah, I get a lot of um, Asian clients that want the kind of slimmer nose shape. And I get a lot of clients that have what we would, I guess we would call like a hook nose. Yeah. Um, so they want to be able to lift that. Yeah. Mm. And Luke has actually taught me this. And um, it's for me, it's like really quite easy. It's I don't feel scared doing it. Yeah. Um, sure. Obviously, Lucas is a great teacher as well. So it's down to a lot of that. But um, it's it's a nice procedure. Like I feel really safe when I'm doing it. I know there's no real complications. Um, we use a local anesthetic to make our patients feel as comfortable as possible. We see the results last about nine to 12 months. So it's Amazing. it's pretty good. Yeah. Whereas obviously with the bump in the nose, I've actually had my nose done before with filler. Um, that is filler that needs to be for that particular um for that particular issue. And Dr. Lucas is very good at that as well. So yeah, I don't actually have a nose, Yeah, if you have a nose hump, then treads is not for you. Yeah. 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 Yeah amazing yeah we need to straighten that but along with that i think sort of like one of the trends that i see uh growing more and more is the use of biostimulating fillers rather than the normal ha fillers that we use yeah. most of the times. so the biostimulating fillers uh they they obviously do feel but it's a more natural look it's a more natural result uh it can spread as well yeah so we can do flushes for example that we put sort of like all around the area it enhances the collagen as well as feeling so mm -hmm. uh it has that added benefit as well so i've been getting quite a few uh inquiries about that and a lot of practitioners wanting to get trained in that as well yeah yeah, yeah so it's like the next level up on fillers yeah yeah, yeah. That's really yeah, cool. Exactly. Amazing. So it is a uh, it is something that does have some sort of like you could say more risks because they're not reversible. Mm. Uh, so with hyaluronic acid fillers, you can just easily reverse them, but uh, with these, you can't reverse. But at the same time, um, if you do it the right way, is extremely safe. So yeah, mm. yeah goes back to yeah. what Bianca was saying of having, you know, the right training and the right foundations yes, yeah, to then be able exactly. to catapult yeah. off and be yeah. Yeah. safe for your patients. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share with us, Lucas, while you're here? No, I think, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think these are the, the go-tos in 2020. Yeah. I think 24 is a year of butts, noses and collagen. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Butts, noses and collagen. Collagen, yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. 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 Seen here but, first. Um, Dr. Lucas trains for us as well, for our academy. And when I wanted to decide to open an academy, I wanted to have the top kind of cosmetic practitioners out there doing it so dr lucas is very very experienced he's very very good he i owe a lot of my career to him because he taught me a lot as well um so i think having a really good teacher is a massive massive part of doing your cosmetic injectable training would you agree lucas 100 percent. i think like one of the big big problems that we see in the industries that people just go and have any training just across the road and a couple of hours yeah. 
and start injecting, you know, like so doing uh, like with a proper training uh, academy, you know, like yeah. uh, like what uh, Bianca is setting up and I'm uh, I'm assisting and providing the trainings and stuff like that. So that is vital and that makes a hell of a difference between having a safe injector mm. and a not safe injector. And we yeah. know that with cosmetics, it's all about safety because you're doing a procedure that is not actually necessary. It's because you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and we've also, there's so many things that we have to take into consideration, like, you know, like APRA from the 1st of July, they um, implemented all these things, which I actually agree with a lot of it, actually, um, because it's for patient safety. But, you know, we have to check that our patients don't have BDD, you know, body dysmorphic disorder. We have to make sure that they can financially um, be able to have these treatments. Like there's so many things that we have to make sure. We have to make sure that they are, um, they understand the risks. You know, I've had so many patients come into my clinic and we do like lips and I go, okay, so, you know, you've had your lips done before. And they say, yeah, I had it done at a different clinic. And I go, so you obviously know, um, you know, the risk of a dermal filler. It's a very, very rare risk, but it's, you know, you can have a vascular occlusion and they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, you weren't told that? And they were like, no. So I see, and I'm sure Luke is probably the same, see a lot of this where people don't actually know the risk. So I'm probably a bit over the top <laughs> and I go over it a lot, a lot. Um, and Dr. Lucas scripts for me sometimes when we do certain procedures and I'm really thorough with the handover and, you know, we make sure that it's picked up many times if there's an issue and we're not afraid to say, no, this is not the right treatment or you're not appropriate. So I think as well in this industry, we are accountable for a lot of things as well. And when we're training as well, we're accountable. You know, we need to make sure that student can do this safely. We need to make sure that if we sign off this student, they can go out there and do it because this is on us as well, you know? Yeah. So it's not just about, okay, cool. You know, it's $6,000 for this course and uh, day one, you'll learn filler and day two, you'll do tear troughs and temples because there is courses that do that, you know? Um, it's about us as practitioners as well, being responsible for our students going out there and doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent because it is it, at the end of the day, it could alter someone's life drastically yeah. doing the wrong thing. So hundred percent that integrity again, and that safety coming through, which is incredible. Um, thank you so we much. <laughs> thank you so much, Lucas, for joining us and sharing those trends. Thank you very much and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, too. Lucas. Thank you for jumping Bye -bye. in. Beautiful. So we were talking about what skills an amazing cosmetic nurse needs. So um, a good mentor. And then you were talking about like personality. Yeah. So good. So top three, good mentor, good course, personality. You Beautiful. can always train the skills. And look, there might be, you know, three out of 20 nurses that they try and they're just not confident. And it's not for them. You know, I've had friends that have been like, oh, I did this cosmetic course and I thought it would be really cool. And then I just realized it's not for me. I'm too scared, you know, and that's OK. Yeah. You know, that's OK. It's not a bad thing to say that you tried it. You didn't want to do it. You know, it's like some people might say, oh, my God, I really want to be an emergency nurse. or I really want to work in ICU. I always thought that. And then I went and worked there and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. so everyone is different. You know, some people might really like working with pediatrics or geriatrics. Some people might not. So. But having the skills and having the personality and having also the eagerness to learn and, you know, 
putting money in your education, like I probably put twenty, thirty thousand dollars in my education in cosmetics, you know, and it, it's yeah. benefited me in the long run. And it's it's important because you should never just try and undercut things or you know, I've heard some stories of people going, Oh yeah, this nurse just watched this on YouTube and I'm like, Are you kidding me? You know, so scary, it's um it? yeah, it's very scary, you know. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I think, I, I think oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I think um, having um, a great personality and also being quite humble and eager to learn and, you know, not rather than saying there's been a, probably a few nurses out of the two, three hundred I've trained that have said, no, I don't want to do that. or I want to do this. And I thought, yeah, this is no, this is not going to be for you, you know, or you'll yeah. go out there and you'll you'll fall on your ass, you know, within yeah. a month. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's because you need to be humble and you need to be you know, on top of things and you need to be willing to learn and listen. But mm, absolutely. But yeah, definitely yeah. personality because also having that interaction with patients as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And your patient wants to feel comfortable that you feel confident. And so yeah. you have to be able to portray that oh, like calm <laughs> confidence for people because it is a scary thing to get needles in your face and yes. um, to go through that. So you want to have full trust in your practitioner. And I totally. also love what you said there about investing in yourself, because that's something yeah. that like, obviously I talk a lot about with my clients because it's not, um, I guess, stock standard to go and invest in yourself in this like society that we're in. But when we actually get to the nitty gritty of it, like you are your best investment. And so mm. um, pouring back into yourself, like Absolutely. you're the ROI on you, it's going to keep giving and giving and giving because of who you become and obviously what you know and what you're able to do. So I love that Absolutely. point. Yeah. You know, and no one ever really got anywhere, let's be honest, by trying to save money and being cheap, right? Mm, you know, like 100%. if you really want to be your best self and you want to grow and learn, you know, then you need to be able to invest and go, even if it's, you know, one course a year or yeah. two, I probably do like eight, nine courses a year, you know, yeah. and like that's kept me, I think, you know, in the most kind of humble way at the top of my game, you know, I go and see, so I work very closely as well with Dr. Ben Chan, who was one of my great mentors. He's amazing. I actually trained for him as well. Um, and he runs cadaver workshops. So that's wow. also a huge thing. Um, anyone in cosmetics, um, to do a cadaver workshop is really, really important because I probably didn't do one until about three years into the industry and I did one. And it was actually Lucas years ago that taught me my first one. And wow. I was like, oh my God, because you know, you pull open the layers of the face and you see the arteries and it just really gives you that more in-depth knowledge and, you know, understanding mm -hmm. how it actually works. I probably attend now three or four cadavers a year. I go and I work them because I assist Lucas in them as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was in Perth in August training and I also did one of the cadavers there. Um, but it's just amazing. And, you know, the cadavers, it's about $3,000 and people go, oh, my God, you know. But at the end of the day, you, you have to invest in your education. You have to, you know. Yeah. And that's what sets you apart from everyone else. Like you're, yeah. you know, you know like a priority. It's, yeah. it's, it's so true. You know, it's, it's so true. I'm a huge believer in investing and learning and con even I'm constantly learning, you know, yeah. I'll call Lucas like three times a week and go, Oh my God, Lucas, have you seen this? Or what's yeah. that? You know, it's, you know, I'm so like, I think about it all the time. Yeah. I'm very passionate about those kind of things, you know, and still staying curious as well. Like even yeah. after years of being in the industry, it's that curiosity mindset and like every person has so many variables, right? So it's like you, you get to see that and you get curious totally. about it and then you 
learn even more. I love that. Definitely, definitely. I um I will tell you a story as well that was actually very interesting. I thought I should share this with you. So um obviously the group is at nursing in Perth, I think. I yes. sometimes post in that or my staff post in that for me about anyone who's cosmetics. I think that's how I, we actually Yeah, that's how we connect, right? Yeah. yeah. And there was this lovely girl who contacted me and she said, Hey Bianca, um I've heard about you and your training and stuff and I would love to train with you. She'd give me a little bit of background. I'm from the UK. Um, so I was like, okay, cool, because I meet a lot of UK nurses. And I'm like, okay, awesome, I'm from the UK. So we have that yeah. kind of, you know, instant connection. Um, and in the UK, you either do, um, when you become an RN, you either do general, you either do mental health, or you do pediatric. And, um, sorry, adult nursing, pediatric, or mental health. But here you do general. So it's actually quite different. And here, mental health nurses cannot practice in cosmetics because it's classed as a condition on their license that they can solely work in the area of mental health I believe anyway oh, wow. without you know going too much in depth or confusion and stuff yeah. so she contacted me said um I'm moving back to the UK but actually I um really want to train so I said so just give me a bit of background your mental health and she said yeah I said I'm really sorry we can't train you because we can't so mental health nurses from the UK if they want to practice in cosmetics here I think they have to do a bridging program which I'm not wow. sure how long it is yeah um and so she messaged me and I said look you can't do it you're probably better than because she was wanting to go back home I said look you're probably kind of better waiting until you go back home she said look Bianca I've contacted this company and they're saying that they're they might be changing the regulations soon so I should sign up with them so I kind of advocated for her and I was like hey that's bullshit they're not yeah. going to change the regulation and I said what are they saying that the regulations are and she's like oh they're saying it's a level seven which in the UK is like um I don't know like you know what you do at school or something and I was like well you're an RN and you've got a bachelor's degree so you have the the highest kind of qualification so I just say look don't listen to those kind of companies because they're just trying to get your money you know yeah, so don't yeah. listen to that you do it when you're comfortable and I said look I can recommend you a company in the UK to train with um anyway so she contacted me about a week ago she said hey Bianca oh great news um I have been accepted here into a course and I said wait hang on what do you mean you've been accepted and she's like oh yeah, I've been accepted into a course um, in Australia. Um, and I said, what do you mean? Like, but you can only practice in mental health. And she said, oh, they said I, I don't have to. And I said, hang on. I said, I was actually in clinic, but I wanted to help this girl because, you know, I was genuinely passionate about helping. So I said, I said, hang on a second. I said, look, call me. Or I said, send me a registration so I can just really ch quickly check this. And she sent it me and it actually said, um, conditions solely practice in the area of mental health and I said honey you can't do it and I said no. you need to call the company now and I said look I'll try and help you. I said you need to call the company now um, and tell them you can't practice they shouldn't have taken your money you know um, yeah. so again things that I see in the industry you know yeah and she contacted me and she said oh my god Bianca yeah you're right I'm panicking I said look don't panic they have to give you your money back. so I kind of like you know console yeah. and help them they have to give you your money back they've advised you wrong so she ended up calling them and telling them and they were like oh yeah sorry yeah we have advised you wrong we've just been told and this was a course advisor you know oh um and I just said and she said oh no you know Bianca they're gonna give me my money back like thank you so much for helping me and I was like you know it's my pleasure but you know so yeah. it, it does annoy me that people get ripped off because they shouldn't be and they shouldn't be getting false information you know but yeah. it's very interesting because I hear all these stories and stuff and she actually left me a beautiful review and I was like oh my god that's so sweet saying that's just so like to help me and stuff so yeah you know it's it's a crazy industry but I'm very passionate about people doing the right thing as well not just taking your money and um, yeah 
Yes, that's a very interesting story I thought I would share with you. Yeah, um, that's so interesting. And I think yeah. that's going to bring awareness to people as well. Like, because you can easily Google and things pop up like cosmetic oh, courses yeah. and they look really shiny and amazing and you can see their website, but it's like, actually, yeah, you've got to do your due diligence for sure. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and obviously that's what me and Lucas are passionate about. And that's what I wouldn't have just anyone trained for me, you know, so Dr. Mm. Lucas trained and I approached him about it because he's one of my great friends. He's my mentor. And I would never just put anyone to train. Like, you know, it's, it has to be someone that has my code of ethics as well, nice. um, which is Lucas is like, you know, he's, a, he's like my brother. You know, I call him yeah. all the time again. Lucas, what do you think about this? What do you think yeah. about that? You know, so, yeah, yeah. but it, I find it is it is really important in this industry as well to be doing that kind of stuff. You know, it's not, it is about money, but it's not about money, you know. Yeah. And for me, that will never change because I'll always be passionate about helping people get the right way for the right reasons, you know. Mm, yeah, I love that. Again, that word integrity, like, shines through for me. Oh, thank you. With the adverts that you see for cosmetic nurse jobs sometimes they say training on the job so do you need to do extra study to get into cosmetics okay so really simply no so APRA doesn't recognize cosmetic nursing you don't need to do a course as per insurance Uh, don't ask me why actually one of the um insurance broker for cosmetics is a good friend of mine so also if you do my course I kind of put you in touch with her and she looks after as well and blah 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 um but it doesn't you don't actually require a certificate now my under my thinking and understanding is you should never do something you don't have a certificate for so I would personally never take on a nurse that doesn't have a certificate I had a girl apply just I hadn't advertised she just said Bianca I would really like to work with you I asked her a few questions okay so you know where did you train she said oh I didn't do any training Purely, I would just, I would never take anyone because that falls on me. You've got to think about it and you've got to think, and I tell my students as well, you know, you always do your notes, even though this is cosmetics, do your notes as in you were doing it in a hospital, you know, give a handover like you were giving it in a hospital. Don't just say, oh, hi, I'm going to um, do, you know, 40 units of disport anti-wrinkle injections to the forehead. Is that okay? No. You tell them, what is the person? You know, do they have allergies? Do they have medical conditions? Have they signed the consent? Do they understand? Are they happy and consenting? You know, and it's the same with, I just don't think you should ever do anything without having a certificate. So legally, no, you don't need to have a certificate, but I think you'd be very, very, very stupid not to do any training and do that. Because if anything happens and, you know, John Doe's got a vascular occlusion to his tear trough because nurse Jess injected him. Okay, so they're going to investigate that. Where did Nurse Jess do her training? She doesn't have any training, you know. Mm. So I, I just, you don't need to have it. And training on the job, a lot of it, I think that's from a lot of the big, uh, probably laser clinics and stuff, yeah. um, where they get the reps in and stuff. Because I, I train for a pharmaceutical company. I train for En Vogue. Um, and, you know, they will send me out to train when you do orders and stuff. So it's probably a little bit like that. Or, you know, there's also injectors that will train them, you know, and that's okay, I think, as well. But personally, for me, I think we need to raise the standards. And I think mm-hmm. we need to have good training and someone taking responsibility for signing that person off that they are capable to be able to do that. Because I've had to fail students before that that haven't been able to do something safely, because why yeah. would I have that on me? I wouldn't, you know. So technically, you don't need a certificate. Mm-hmm. I hope that they change that one day that you do. Yeah. Um, 
but it's a very great area. It's a very great area, but anyone that wants to get into the industry should do a course that you get a lot of hands-on experience. Like my courses are super hands-on. You have nine models. Um, when I got taught how to inject, it was literally like, here's a syringe filler, put 0.1 in this lip. And it was mm. like, I really didn't learn that much if I look back and think about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a great course and stuff, but um, I really wanted to give people hands-on. It's not just a, let's tick the boxes. Yep, they've done this cosmetic course. Okay, see you, bye, thank you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's you know, they know what to do. They feel safe. They feel like they've got support. Um, yeah. So for me, that's important. But no, technically you don't need to have a certificate, but you should is yes. my answer to that question. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes back yeah. to your own, like, ethics and morals as a human as well like I just always think about um like when I get a procedure I'm like if I was the nurse doing this like I would want to know what I'm doing because yeah, totally. if I got a vascular yeah. occlusion yeah I'd freak out and you know like you just again you want to feel safe with that person and you want to like I think your own internal integrity like if you've got that uh, accreditation or that certificate yourself you're like yeah I know my shit I know what I'm doing and yeah I'm always learning but you've got that foundation to then move forward Perfect. off and like for my academy and stuff you know it wasn't just a case of me setting up my academy and going okay cool this looks nice I'll do this you know I spent 12 months writing policy and sending it and getting accreditation and getting um saying it I didn't meet requirements and then chatting to Lucas saying you know Lucas can you help me what do you think I should do you know I wrote heaps and heaps and heaps of policy and stuff and then you know resubmitting it and then getting it checked again you know so it was a case of I really had to work hard to have that high standard of training in in my academy you know and I, I wouldn't do it without it really you know yeah yeah that's amazing and I think that stands out you know when you go to the lengths that you do and you're passionate about it and you care about it like people actually feel that energy from you yeah and, I'm, I'm hope so. <laughs> yeah yeah, 100%. yeah so with your training academy what do you teach and then what are the benefits of nurses who are wanting to transition then stepping in and doing some of your courses cool so oh I've got quite a lot of courses on the go um and I'm I'm I write probably you know a new one every like five six months and stuff um okay. but so Anyone that wants to get into cosmetics should always do, you know, like a foundation um, program of anti-wrinkle and filler. Because how I tell people, and this is when I business consult and when I do other kind of things, I say, as a pathway, what you need to do is you need to do your course. You need to get your base knowledge and then you need to go out and practice. So you do your normal areas of anti-wrinkle. So you do your forehead frown and your crow's feet. For me, that's like bread and butter, like I can do that with my eyes closed now. I couldn't when I first started, of course. You know, I used to pick up a needle shaking, like, on my first day of the job. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. Now it's like I'm drawing up vials of this, doing this, calls, you know. <laughs> um, and your dermal filler, your lips and cheeks. And they're kind of your basics. And you should be – I tell everyone, you know, practice that for six months. If you can work alongside someone, that's going to be so beneficial for you. Um, I do tell people, you know, sometimes – you might not want to go and work at, say, a laser clinic, but, you know, think about doing that for six months to get and really consolidate your knowledge and have that support. Then if you want to go out by yourself, go and do that after. Then after about six months, you should do, you know, you can start branching into things like, you know, injecting the chins and a little bit more complicated anti-wrinkle, like your depressor angulite oris, which is your downturn mouth or your brow lift. 
mass it is kind of thing you know um and then you know your 12 months plus you can look at doing a bit more maybe adding pdo threads in there probably two to three years i would be saying before you're even looking at doing a tear trough or a temple um i wouldn't advise anyone to do noses i still don't do noses even though lucas is like bianca do them and i'm like oh my god no <laughs> i'm still a little scared um so it's really having that transition you know you're six to 12 months you're 12 to 18 months you're two years plus, you're four years plus, you know? And I just say, you know, you shouldn't be doing anything advanced till about at least three years in there. But I do see a lot of people doing that. That's not something I can stop, but it's not something I would teach and it's not something I advise. But I teach foundation, anti-wrinkle and dermal filler where you learn your basic areas. So you learn your forehead, frown and crows. Um, and you also do your lips and cheeks. Um, I teach a little couple of different techniques. I will also teach it with a cannula, although don't although they don't advise a lot of places will advise don't do cannula until you're about 12 to 18 months in. Um, and I teach needle, but I will show it, I will demonstrate it how you'll do it with the cannula because I do cheeks with the cannula, um, I do tear trough to the cannula, I do nasolabial fold to the cannula because I believe it's safer. So I'll say, you know, hey, don't be going out there and doing that, but I'm gonna show you just so you can see it. Um and we do, every student will do about six models each. So I'm I'm quite, um, I'm quite stringent about that. And I will make sure that we have the models to, for every student to be able to do that. It's a minimum of three. So you'll inject a minimum of three practicals each. So if I have, and I have small groups as well, so I'll never have more than like four people, never. Because mm. I just, I don't believe in running a massive group, you know. Yeah. And my teaching, it's not like, okay, so so-and-so come in, we're going to inject the rest of you guys wait outside. I say, even though you might not be injecting, I want you to take this in and learn. And we're going to kind of help each other a little bit. So, you know, I might have Joanne. Um, I might be teaching her practically how to do um, anti-wrinkle in the upper face. So, you know, your forehead, forehead and crows. But I want my other students to watch and go, you know, ask me questions. You know, Bianca, why would you do it there? What is the safe reason for doing it there? You know, so it's I like to involve everyone when I do it. Um, and it's it's a two-day course. It's a... Uh, it's, you get your handbook sent to you before the course starts. So you have a really good read of that. I also do a test on the day. So I make sure you've actually read it and we ask yeah. questions. Uh, we also talk about it, you know, I go, guys, you know, if you have any questions about this and then I go, Bianca, you know, why would I inject that high as, a, as opposed to injecting a bit lower? And I'll say, you know, we want to go really high in the forehead because we don't want to cause a brow ptosis, you know? So I try my best to implement and teach safe injecting techniques. But I'm also very honest and say, look, there's going to be a time in your career where you are going to probably give someone a bit of a low brow, but it's going to happen. You know, we don't yeah. want it to happen, but that's why we talk to patients about the risk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it will resolve in, you know, six to eight weeks, but it's important for us to talk about that. So our course, it's nine to five, two days. Um, and it's pretty much hands-on all day, back-to-back -back models. We have breaks. I, I really try and make it as fun as I can. You know, I like, if you read my reviews, you know, you'll probably see what the students say. But that's that's your base, what you should be learning. Yeah. Um, and I also wrote a lip masterclass because I'm very passionate about lips as well. That's a big part of what I do. So I teach like six different techniques, which is really good. That's mm -hmm. I do that across all states. So I think I've actually got to fly into Perth in February to teach that as well. Awesome. Um, and I teach dissolving so I teach emergency management and elective management um which I don't think there's anyone else out there doing and that's why I really wanted to do it because there's two reasons for dissolving there's emergency and then there's elective so people that have overfilled faces so I kind of um 
brought that in as well. And then I just wrote a tear trough masterclass on how to teach tear, how to treat tear trough with um, three ways. So with the dermal filler, with PRP. I don't know if you know much about PRP. It's like when you take out the blood and you spin it and then you inject it back in. Um, and then also a skin booster. So mm. then I teach fat dissolve, a bit of PRP. So I do a bit of everything, you know. Yeah, um, I love yeah. that. You're you like know. a smorgasbord of all the cosmetic yeah, things. Yeah, I do a bit of everything. I go, you know, what can we do? I do like PRP as well because that's really safe. So it's autogulous. So it's what's finding your own body. And mm. it, it's great because you can't, um, you can't, there's no evidence to show that it causes a vascular occlusion. Um, and it's sometimes nice is like there's there's a couple of nurses that emailed us last week that said, hey, Bianca, I want to get into cosmetics, but I don't want to do anti-wrinkle and filler. I just want to do PRP. So we actually do offer that as well. Um, wow. That's kind of a nice way if someone just wants to do that because you can do PRP, you can do it microneedling, you can do it injecting into the face and you can also do hair rejuvenation. So I do a lot of hair rejuvenation for that. Yeah, um, so it's a bit it's a bit more risk free and people kind of like it for that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, incredible. And so for a nurse who's maybe working in the hospital or in an, a clinic in another area and they want to start to transition, the foundation program would be yeah. where they begin. Always your base, always your yeah. foundation, yeah. yeah. And look, there's there's some places I know that will offer advanced on day three. I wouldn't be advising doing that. No. We shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You know? And you want to get that um, practical experience as well. Like you said, you know, go out there, do your anti-wrinkle, do your fillers. And yeah. um, then, you know, once you've had that or gotten that under your belt, then you can transition and learn yeah, things. Definitely. You know, yeah. and, and, and a lot of it as well, I think it's not learning on the job, but I think you do your training. And then if you decide, you know, you might work a half a day every two weeks at a clinic or something, you know, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. But I'm not saying in that sense, you know, just kind of wing it because you don't, but you've got your base knowledge. And then I tell all my students, you know, go home and study this. I want you to read these papers, you know, go home and study it, condense what we've talked about. And I do answer questions, you know, it's not just a like, okay, thanks for signing up. Thanks for the money. See you. It's, you know, my students go, hey, Bianca, you know, I had this really complex case. What do you think? And all of my students, they're added to a WhatsApp group as well. So I've got about 60 of my students on a WhatsApp group. And I'll sometimes go, hey, guys, we've got this going on or we've got this or I think you should look at this paper or, you know, so it, I do give you that extra support after, which there's I, there's probably not a lot of places that do that. But you are added to our WhatsApp group and it's a chance to also connect to other nurses and go, oh, hey, guys, what do you think of these lips that I did? And I'll go, you know, that's amazing. That's great. Or I go, you know, guys, I wouldn't touch that. It seems like, you know, they're not going to get the right um they're not going to get the result that they wanted. I would say stay away from that. You know, so I really do yeah. try and give that bit of support after as well. Yeah, amazing. I think that's a real point of difference as well because like we spoke about before, like a lot of um, these courses are just go there and then out the door, see ya, go and be on your own. So that's really incredible. Yeah, a lot, um, of, a lot of my students that I've had, you know, I've had them for years and they message me. I sometimes meet mm. them or you know, if I'm, if I'm in the country, like, oh, Bianca, come in and see me. And I'll go, hey, guys, how are you doing? You know, so, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. So cosmetic nursing is probably one of the only fields that I've seen where you can, like, go out on your own or you can kind of mm. start your own thing. You can have your Instagram, you can build your client list, or even if you work for someone else, sometimes there's commissions involved where you can kind of be in charge of your own earnings. So what wisdom do you have for nurses on making that switch because it's different from working for someone else to then like doing this and building something for yourself 
Yes. Well, it really depends what you want to do. Like I will meet nurses that have, you know, three kids and they just want to do something where they work, you know, one day every two weeks or one day a week or even two days a week. And they've got that security. They get paid every week. They don't have to deal with things. You know, I started off like that. I mean, God, what? I was paid like $30 an hour when I first started, you know, wow. compared to what I do now. It, it was, you know, um, but if you want to have that security, cool, you know. But also with a business comes a lot of work. Um, mm. But if you're prepared to do that and you you want to see yourself you you want to see yourself succeed and you want to grow and you know you can't ever do anything without taking a gamble. Like I took a gamble. Like I have pictures on my phone, like crying in 2019, looking super ugly and being like, oh my god, I'm going to take a picture of this day because this was the day I took a gamble and I opened my own clinic and I didn't know what was going to happen you know my husband lent me money because I was like shit I don't have any money I don't have, you know and yeah. I took a gamble and it worked you know so it, it it really can work just take that gamble you know um if you want to go out there and do it but also you know don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to go you know what it wasn't for me it's too much to manage with you know three kids or it's too much stress you know I, I manage a lot of different projects and a lot of different things and a lot of different people but it works for me it might not necessarily work for everyone but anyone that is wanting to go out there and do it you know I always say go and try and work with someone to start with and see how you feel it might be something you're really passionate about or you might think you know what this isn't what I thought it was going to be I'm dealing with a lot of complications mm -hmm. you know because sometimes clients will call me at 8 p.m at night or I was dealing with a complication the other day it happens so it's part yeah. of the industry as well you know yeah. and it's part of being a nurse we have to do it it's you know mm. um but I think definitely you know if you want to take that gamble just take it man you know just do yeah. it just do it. You only live once, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's incredible. And so you've obviously done some incredible things in a business sense as well. That obviously takes a huge mindset shift and a lot of courage and bravery. What is one of the biggest challenges that you have faced personally in business and how did you move through that and overcome that? Oh, gosh, quite a few probably to be honest. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like, you know, managing your money and managing, um, I guess it's managing your money. And, you know, when you're responsible for a company, because I'm classed as a company now, you know, you're responsible for, you know, your GST, your tax, these things, you've got to pay your overheads. It's managing that, you know, going from, okay, I get paid on a Friday, this amount of money from so-and-so, but it's managing all those kind of things and going, I've got to do orders. I've got to do this. I've got to be in Perth in two weeks to teach this. I've got to go to Sydney for this or... You know, so I think for a business owner, it was, yeah, managing that. And I didn't actually have any business um, background. I kind of just taught it myself. And now I actually do business consulting and mentoring for nurses. So I kind of just implemented it into what I saw and how I worked it, you know. Yeah. I, I do things, you know, talking about, you know, how much you should, should you be charging for filler compared to how much you're buying it in. You need to make a profit of this or that. And some people go, Bianca, like, am I charging enough? Am I charging too much? You know, but I'm also very strict on don't ever undercut yourself because you do have a degree and this is um, a medical treatment. And don't just think because, you know, there's some chain clinic on the road doing it for 299 that you should do it for that. You know, if, mm. if not, it's not worth your time because you pay, they pay for the skill, not the mill. You know, we say that that's something yeah. we always say. Right. Um, but I think, I've definitely gone, oh, God, how am I going to manage this? One thing I did implement, which was great, was I hired an assistant <laughs> because Amazing. I needed someone to go get this done, you know? Um, and I think because I have a, I have a family and I have um, a toddler and I really wanted to be able to go, 
I want to spend time in this and I'm not going to work after five o'clock. So I think for me, probably actually a year ago, because I was working so much and even though I might not be in the clinic, like I'm in my office now, I was getting these things done and writing policy or writing this course or taking enrollments for this. I wanted to go, you know what? I want to streamline things. Um, I put myself on a salary. I decided I would only inject one big day a week in clinic. So I do a 12 hour day on a Wednesday um, I might do an alternative Thursday. We just also opened a clinic in Rye, so I'll be doing every alternate Thursday there as well now. And um, I just decided I'm not working after five o'clock. The only thing that will come through to me is medical emergencies, which really never happens. Yeah. But people need to know that, that I'm able to manage it. Um, and I just decided I'm going to take an assistant and she's going to deal with all of this for me. And Beautiful. it it changed it game changed me yeah mm, yeah so just being able to handball that to someone and go bang 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 can you do this you know because I, I get people yeah people like friends the friends will give people my personal number and they'll go text me again hey Bianca can I get my best dog stuff I'm like oh my god you know so um which is fine you know I don't mind but I'm just like hey can you please chat to my assistant you know yeah because um, it's another thing yeah, for you so, to then deal with on top yeah, of everything you know, else. And, and I think you do have to do that thing. And, you know, you can't spend all your life working and all your time working. And for me, you know, I work hard in the week to be able to have, you know, great family time with my family. So I have every Friday, my daughter's in daycare four days a week. Every Friday is like our date day. We go to the farm or we go to the zoo or something. And then all weekend yes. I, do, I do things with my family. Like we'll go camping or, you know, we'll do nice things. And it's important to have that balance as well. You know, I'm not just a business owner. I'm a business owner, a mom a wife, a daughter, you know, and yeah, I think it's important to do that as well. And you can do it. You just need to know how to do it. And mm. it's, a, it's a learning process. It took me three years to learn that. And I, yeah. think, I feel like now I kind of, I'm just at the, the right place I should be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I've done that before where I just go all in on work and then your the rest of your life kind of just takes a back yeah. seat. And then you get to a point and you're like, oh my God, I'm actually just all I'm doing is work. And so yeah. it's not sustainable. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like you have to be like, you something I kind of taught myself like a year ago as well was like not to be afraid to say no you know like yeah. I had people going oh Bianca can we have dinner on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I look at my diary I go oh my god I'm literally teaching back to back all week I'm injecting like two big days I've got a dinner on Monday Tuesday Wednesday you know and I just be like you know actually I don't I want to go home to my daughter and I want to be yeah. with my family and I want to just relax and I want to watch Netflix or have a wine or yeah. you know just think kind of switch off and I, I've started doing that you know, so mm -hmm. now, now I will kind of just, I'll book in um one, I'll book in like one dinner a week and that's all yeah. I will allow myself, you yeah. know? Boundaries. And, yeah. yeah. 100%. Totally. You've got to protect your energy. That's for sure. Yeah. You really yeah. do. Amazing. I love that so much, so much wisdom in there. So when are your next courses for those who are wanting to learn? So I've got listeners from like all over Oz and obviously some other countries in there as well, but where and when are your next courses? So we try and run it every month. Um, it depends on my availability as well, yeah. <laughs> but I do fly in. So I'll fly in. Uh, so I'm based in Melbourne. So we run that constantly. If I am not able here to teach it as well, I will send Dr. Lucas to teach it. Um, and I'll fly into Perth, I'll fly into Gold Coast. So I normally do on rotation, Melbourne, Perth, Gold Coast, Sydney. So it's pretty much every month or every three months for out of state. So I believe right now we've got Melbourne this month, we've got Perth February, we've got Gold Coast March, 
and then it'll be Sydney April and then it will rotate again. But if we get a lot of inquiries, which sometimes I do, I'll fly in twice in the month. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So there's always an option for people. Yeah. There's yeah. always options. It depends on our enrollments. And look, I'll never really take more than four people for the boot camps. Yeah. For the for the injectable boot camps, like the intensive training. I'll never take more than four people. I actually kind of like to have three, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll never take more than four. And for my master classes, pe- for people that are already injecting, I'll never take more than four as well. So mm. one thing I kind of wanted to do was the intimate setting. And that's why I, that was one reason behind me setting it up. Yeah. So mm. we do it every month. It, it depends on my availability. Um, the best way to kind of get in touch with is to email us. And normally what will happen is my assistant will book me with you on a discovery call because it's easier than, you know, emailing back and forth. Yeah. And to- you know and then I just chat to you and I go look we're going to be here da, 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 da. I never really even have to upsell anything I see a lot of these companies upselling things you know um sometimes I'll get people going oh can you do it a bit cheaper and I'm like unfortunately we're re- really reasonably priced and yeah that's something I won't move on but we'll do you know a little discount here and there and we sometimes have you know like a Black Friday sale or you know an Easter sale and obviously I was chatting with you earlier like we're happy to give all of um your listeners and community a 10% off all of our training um which is incredible thank you so much so that's incredible for anyone who is really wanting to take that next step and actually go after their goals in 2024 Bianca has amazingly offered you all a 10% discount on the courses so I'll drop everything in the show notes and yeah, yeah just get in contact because I mean it's like if you're ready to change your life and your career what an incredible way to do it yeah cool yeah no look it's good it's good I definitely haven't looked back you know like I I didn't expect to be where I am you know five years ago but I think as well people we also need to remember that it's business is a process and enjoy the journey Mm. you know enjoy the journey like enjoy like you know for me enjoy crying thinking oh my god I've got no money what am I going to do and then I just took a gamble and invested it and I'm like you know and now I look back and I'm like god that was a good journey you know so yeah about that as well Got to risk it for the biscuit. Oh, totally. <laughs> and it's who you become too. Like, I think you never feel fully fulfilled when you're playing it safe all the time. You have that niggle of like, oh, there's something more out there. And when you actually yeah. take that leap, you're like, oh, like you, this is living. This is living. Definitely. It feels yeah. scary. Like, yeah, yeah you always and, land on your feet. Uh, totally. And, you know, look, there's it doesn't mean that you can't still work in your normal job mm. and do one day a week if you just want to test it, you know, like never, never risk everything all at once. You know, it's like you never think, OK, if I live in Melbourne, all right, you know, I'm going to buy a house in Newcastle, New South Wales. I've never been there before, but yeah, I'll buy a house. You know, you never do that, right? You, yeah. You go, OK, I'll, I'll kind of test it. So if people are working in the hospitals and thinking, should I do it? You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing one day a week somewhere or something like that, yeah. you know, and seeing how you like it. And if you don't like it, you know, Hey, it wasn't for you. That's okay. Yeah. There's at least you tried it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of no your worries. wisdom. And... It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And yeah, where can people find you? So you can check us out on our website, which is www.blcaesthetics.com. Uh, also our Instagram, BLC Aesthetics. We've got Facebook too. Our, our probably, our, probably our most popular um, platform is Instagram because a mm. lot of our training gets posted there, a lot of our pictures, a lot of our kind of little stuff that we do and whatnot. Um, we'll also post as well when we've got upcoming, um, upcoming like, 
training and stuff. Like I think they just announced um, Sydney and stuff. So it's really good for you to kind of just, you know, if you if you're interested, send an email, send a message. Yeah. Um, we'll always get back to you. You know. Um, and yeah, pretty much. It's that's the best way to kind of contact us. And yeah, you'll always get an answer. Amazing. And I'll pop your email in the show notes as well. So yeah, cool. Thank you. Contact you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much yeah. for sharing. No problem. And yeah, I think I'll be in Perth in February as well. So we'll definitely hang out. We'll definitely. Yeah, I love the stuff that you do as well. All the wellness stuff. I thank love you that so stuff. Much. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'll definitely be coming to uh, hit you up as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Thanks for listening, Queen. I hope you loved today's episode as much as I loved having this conversation. If you vibed, if you got some inspiration and you resonated with today's chat, then I would love it if you could share the podcast screenshot where you're listening and tag me at The Breakthrough Nurse. And if you vibe, then also leaving a review would mean the absolute world. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you are up to.